द महाभारत चैप्टर सेवेंटी टू द नाइन्थ डे ऑन द मॉर्निंग ऑफ द नाइन्थ डे बिफोर द बैटल बिगैन दुर्योधना वॉज क्लॉसटेड विथ द ग्रैंड साया He gave vent to his bitter feelings of disappointment over the way the battle was going. He uttered words which were like the sharp spears and pained the grandsire greatly, but the latter was patient and said sadly, "Like he on the sacrificial fire." I am pouring my life out for you. Why? Why do you seek to mortify me who have been doing my very utmost for you? You speak like a man of an understanding not knowing what is right, what is wrong. They say that when a man is nearing his a tree appears to him to be made of gold you see things now not as they are your vision is clouded you are now reaping the harvest of the hatred you deliberately sowed the the, the best course for you is to go on fighting as well as you can this is also the plain path of duty it is not possible for me to fight sikhandin for i can never raise my hand against a woman nor can i with my hands kill the pandavas my mind revolts against it i i will do everything barring these two fight all the warriors opposed to you mm. now nothing is gained by losing heart fight as a kshatriya should an honor will be yours whatever the events saying thus to duryodhana and cheering him up with wise and affectionate words bhishma proceeded to issue instructions for arraying the forces for the day's battle duryodhana was heartened he sent for dushashana and said to him brother put forth all our strength in today's battle i am convinced the grandsire is fighting on our side with his whole heart it is only against sikhandan he says he cannot use his weapons so so we should see that he is not exposed to sikhandin's attacks hmm? for you know even a wild dog can kill a lion if the latter scorns to fight back on the ninth day there was a great fight between abhimanyu arjuna's son and alambasa Abhimanyu demonstrated that his valor was no less than his illustrious father's. 
Alam Basa had to flee on foot to save himself. There were fierce combats between Satyaki and Ashwatthama and between Drona and Arjuna. Thereafter, all the Pandavas attacked the grandsire and Duryodhana sent Dushashana to support the old warrior. Bhishma fought furiously and beat the Pandavas back. The Pandava forces were thoroughly demoralized, were flying hither and thither like cattle that had lost their way in the forest. Krishna halted the chariot and said to Arjuna, Partha, you and your brothers were looking forward to this day after 13 years. Do not hesitate to kill the grandsire. Remember the duty of a soldier. Arjuna bent his head down without looking up, replied, I would much rather have continued to be in exile in the forest than kill the grandsire and the teachers whom I love, but I shall obey you. Drive on. Arjuna's heart was not in the fight. Unwillingly and in great distress of mind, he proceeded to the combat. Bhishma, on the other hand, burnt fiercely like the noonday sun. When the army saw Arjuna's chariot proceed towards Bhishma, it regained courage and order once again prevailed. Bhishma's arrows came thick and fast and covered the advancing chariot so completely that neither horses nor vehicles could be seen. Krishna was unperturbed drove on with circumspection and skill. Arjuna's shafts hit Bhishma's bow and shattered it many times. But the grandsire went on renewing his weapons. You are not fighting, Arjuna, as you should, exclaimed Krishna and jumped down in a rage from the chariot and taking up his discus, he advanced towards the grandsire. Bhishma saw Vasudeva approaching. Hail, hail, O lotus-eyed one! Blessed am I to be separated from the body by you. Come, come! Arjuna jumped down from the chariot and, rushing once again forward, overtook and held Krishna, casting both his arms around him. Stop, Krishna! Do not break your pledge. You have promised not to use weapons in this battle. This is my work. I shall not fail. I shall send my arrows and and kill the beloved 
grandsire myself. Now, now pray, mount the car and take the reins. Arjuna took Krishna back and the battle was resumed. The Pandava forces had been handled roughly. But now the sun was down in the west and the fighting ended for the day. Yatra Yogeshwara Krishna Yatra Partho Dhanurtara Tatra Sri Vijayo Bhutir Truvani Tirmatirmaman The Mahabharata Chapter 73 the passing of Bhishma. It was the tenth day of the battle. Keeping Sikandin in front of him, Arjuna attacked Bhishma. When Sikandin's darts pierced his breast, sparks flew from the grandsire's eyes. For a moment, the old warrior's anger rose like flaming fire, and his eyes glared as if to consume Sikhandin. But at once, the grandsire restrained himself. He decided not to be provoked into fighting Sikhandin, who was born a woman and to strike whom it seemed unworthy of a warrior. He knew, however, his end was near. He calmed himself. Sikhandin went on discharging his arrows, not minding the battle of emotions in his opponent's mind. Arjuna also steeled his heart and from behind Sikandin aimed arrows at the weak points in Bhishma's armor, even while the grandsire stood still. Bhishma smiled as the arrows continued to come down thick on him. And turning to Dushasana said, ha, 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 These are Arjuna's arrows. <laughs> These cannot be Sikhandins, for they burn my flesh as the crab's young ones tear their mother's body. Thus did the grandsire look upon his dear pupil's arrows. And while saying this to the Shashana, he took up a javelin and hurled it at Arjuna. Arjuna met it with three arrows, which cut it to pieces, even as it was speeding through the air. Bhishma then decided to end the combat and made as if to dismount from his chariot, sword and shield in hand. But before he could do so, his shield was cut to pieces by Arjuna's arrows, with arrows sticking 
all over his body so thickly that there was not even an inch of intervening space. Bhishma fell to the ground from his chariot. As he fell, the gods who looked on from above folded their hands in reverent salutation and a gentle breeze laden with fragrance and cool raindrops swept over the battlefield. Thus fell the great and good Bhishma, the son of Ganga, Ganga who came to earth to hallow it and all it bears, the blameless hero who, unasked, made the great renunciation to give joy to his father, the undefeated bowman who had humbled the pride of Parasurama of the axe, the selfless worker for righteousness' sake, thus repaying his debt to Duryodhana. Bhishma lay wounded to death, sanctifying with his lifeblood the battlefield as the grandsire fell. The hearts of the Kauravas also fell along with him. Bhishma's body did not touch the ground on account of the arrows sticking out all over his body. His body shone more brightly than ever before as it lay as on a bed of honour, supported by the shafts that had pierced his flesh. Both armies ceased fighting, and all the warriors came running and crowded around the great hero who lay on his bed of arrows. The kings of the earth stood with bowed heads around him as the gods around Brahma. My, my head hangs unsupported, said the grandsire. The princess who stood near ran and bought cushions. The old warrior rejected them with a great smile and turning towards Arjuna said, Dear son Partha, give me a cushion befitting a warrior. When Arjuna's, whose arrows were just then be burning the grandsire's flesh, heard these words addressed to him, he took 
three arrows from out of his quiver and so placed them that the grandsires had found support on their points. Princess, Princess, said Bhishma addressing the assembled chiefs. <laughs> Arjuna's arrows were indeed what my head required to be supported on this pillow gives me satisfaction. Now, now I must lie thus until the sun turns north. My soul will not depart till then. When I pass away, those of you who may be alive then may come and see me. Then the grandsire turned again to Arjuna and said, I am tormented with thirst. Arjuna, get me some drinking water. At once Arjuna raised his bow, drawing it to the air, shot a shaft down into the earth near the grandsire on his right side up the opening made by the arrow there gushed a stream of pure sweet water to the very lips of the dying man ganga came up says the poet to quench her dear son's burning thirst. Pishma drank and was happy. Duryodhana, may you be wise. Did, did, did you see how Arjuna brought me water to quench my my thirst? Who else in this world can do such a deed? Make, make peace with him without further delay. May the war cease with my exit. Listen to me, son. Make peace with the Pandavas. The grandsire's words did not please Duryodhana, even when dying. The patient does not like medicine. He objects to the bitter taste. All the princes retired to their respective camps yatra yogeshwara krishno yatra partho dhanurtara tatra sri vijayo bhutir truvani tirma tirmama the mahabharata chapter 74 karna and the grandsire.
when he learned that bhishma lay wounded and dying karna hurried to the place and fell at his feet eldest of the race radha's son who through no fault of his incurred your great displeasure humbly prostrates himself before you when after humble salutation karna stood up the grand sire greatly moved tenderly placed his hand on karna's head and blessed him you you are not radha's son young man you are kunti devi's own first born first born narada who knows all the secrets of the world himself revealed this to me son of surya i know and admire your valor and your open handedness I also know that you belong to the class of Falaguna and Krishna in prowess It is meet you befriend the Pandavas Therein lies the right path for you You are their brother with the closing of my part in this war may the chapter of your enmity also close this is my wish karna karna listened respectfully and replied grandsire i know i know i am kunti's son not charioteer born but i have heat eaten duryodhana's salt must be true to him to be true to my own lineage it is impossible for me to go over to the pandavas now you must permit me permit me to repay with my life if it so be the debt i owe to duryodhana for his love for his trust i have heard greatly in word and deed yes you must forgive me 
for it all and, and give me your blessings the great acharya who knew all the laws of right conduct reflected for a while on what karna said and replied do then as you wish for that is the right way even when bhishma was mortally wounded and lay dying the battle did not cease deprived of bhishma's leadership the kaurava forces felt like sheep without a shepherd when bhishma no longer led them indeed even as bhishma fell wounded the men shouted oh karna you are the one left to lead and protect us the kaurava warriors felt that if but karna would agree to take up the command victory was certain during the first 10 days when bhishma led the forces the son of surya kept away from the battle as already narrated deeply hurt at the grand sire's contumely karna had said so long as you are up fighting i shall keep aloof if you slay the pandavas and bring victory to duryodhana I shall be glad and I shall then taking the king's leave go to the forest but if you be defeated and go to the abode of the brave I who am not deemed by you as an adhiratha one who is master of chariot warfare will ride my chariot and oppose those whom you deem to be of greater prowess than myself and defeating them bring victory to duryodhana thus had karna sworn and with duryodhana's consent kept aloof from the battle during the first 10 days now he went on foot to bhishma who lay on his bed of arrows waiting for his and and saluting him addressed him thus veteran grand sire vanquisher of parasurama you lie on the field of battle struck down by sikandin if you who had reached the summit of right living and were an embodiment of purity itself must lie wounded in this manner it is clear that no one can attain in this world what he deserves by his merit you were the one boat on which the kaurava princes depended for crossing the flood of their troubles heavy indeed will be the blows which the pandavas will now deal at the kauravas and great will be their consequent distress like fire and wind burning down the forest arjuna 
and Krishna will destroy the army of Kauravas. This is certain. But turn your gracious eyes on me and bless me. Who have accepted the command of the forces. Bhishma gave his blessings to Karna. You, you are like the good earth to the seeds. Like rain clouds to living beings. Ever, ever dependable. Firm in your loyalty. Serve Duryodhana. Save him. You vanquished the Kambojas for him. You put down the Kiratas of the Himalayan fastnesses for him. You fought the Girivrajas on his behalf and defeated them. Many more things you have accomplished for him. <laughs> Take charge of the Kaurava army now as your own rich possession. Guard it well. May you lead Duryodhana's forces. May you have every good fortune. Now, fight your enemies. Go! Karna, having received the benediction of the Grand Sire, mounted his chariot and rode to the battlefield. When the valorous Karna entered the field on his war chariot, Duryodhana's joys knew no bounds. His sorrow at having lost Bhishma was in some degree alleviated. Yatrayogeshwara Krishna Yatrapartho Dhanurtaraha Tatrasri Vijayo Bhutir Dhruvani Tirma Tirmimam